0: Welcome back to The Fowler Effect. I'm your host, Mike Fowler. And with me today is American Jiu-Jitsu legend, Jeff Glover. Jeff, thank you for being with us today.
1: Yep, happy to be here, Mike. Thank you.
0: Uh, For those of you who don't know, Jeff and I go way back um, I think we first met back in either two thousand three. Yeah, stupid. Two thousand three or two thousand four, um, and we were coming up in the jiu-jitsu scene. He on the west coast, and myself on the east coast. It's kindergarten in a way. We were in the like jiu-jitsu our, kindergarten. That thing. is true. That is true. We were still not. We hadn't even got the high school there. About we were like
1: we were like like still going to recess. We would meet up on the swings. That's it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Push each other, and like sometimes mm-hmm. one of us would fall off the swing and get hurt. <laughs> That's it. If you if weren't being a bully, it didn't mean
0: we didn't like each other. Yeah. And uh, and while our jiu jitsu paths, I feel, are very similar, I feel Jeff has um, an amazing uh, accomplishment history, um, not only being a multiple time uh, Abu Dhabi veteran um, and also placing third. Uh, what year did you take third? That was 2011. 2011. And. Um, and not only that, he's been there multiple times. I think you've been. Was I? Am I correct? You've been three times.
1: I think I did five.
0: Five? Holy moly! I'm way off. Sorry. And so that's just that's awesome. You have probably one of the best competition records. Uh, I feel of, of any American, and uh, um, and while everybody can pretty much find out, you know, and, and this is no, no new news. Your your history. Um, I do want to. I was curious as far as, um, you know, I know you found jiu jitsu at a young age. Um, How old were you when you found uh, jiu jitsu um, and uh, and where did you start?
1: This was in Santa Barbara. And uh, you know of Paragon Jiu Jitsu. Paragon is started by Frangia. And Frangia, Ricardo Miller, he started in Santa Barbara. And that's where I met him. I was living there. My mother had my family living in Santa Barbara. And, um, you know, I became friends with him. We were close to each other. And, you know, right away, it was it was on board. I was on board for what he wanted to do. So, you know, within a year, I was already, like, competing as often as possible and starting to, like, realize I could, like, whoa, I can make a name for myself. I can get strong. You know, all the things you realize when once you hit that. You know, that jiu-jitsu jackpot in your mind, you're like, oh, shit, this can do so many things for me. You know, I was around, you know, 17, 18 at the time when that all started.
0: Nice. And jiu-jitsu, I feel, uh, has, has you know, shaped your life in essence. And um, on my previous podcast, I had talked about, like, you know, the jiu-jitsu lifestyle and our reasons for training. And for myself, like, they've personally, like, I started out, I started... You know I really love the competition scene and my you know my training was you know geared towards that but now as I've gotten older it's no longer for competition it's more geared towards um, you know like exercise and just keeping myself in you know a healthy shape and having that 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 outlet uh, that stress release <clears throat> um, what about in, as for yourself where what are the stages jiu Jitsu kind of brought you through
1: I think what, you know the initial the initial yeah the initial um, um, thing that brought me into jujitsu was like it was a little family. You know what I'm saying? It was this group of people that were gonna like as long as you tried your best, you know what I'm saying, and you fought hard, you know what I'm saying, and you and you didn't try to hurt anybody, you were gonna get respect there. And I love that, you know what I'm saying? And I think that like I said, that was the first thing that brought me in. Was this little family of people that accepted me for being this weird dude who doesn't mind getting in fights and likes rolling all day. You know what I'm saying? Um, so that was my start. And then I started realizing, okay, this can be, like, not only, like, a family thing now. So I got this family, this Paragon family thing, this Frangia, who's, like, an uncle to me. He's, like, a dad to me, you know. And I got Tyrone, who's like, took on the, the role of, like, a good big brother to me and would always give me, like, really good advice and always train with me and never try to hurt me and, like, always give me tips. And, and you know, there's a plethora of other dudes. a, a Don Ben Shea, you know, obviously I had Bill. I had all this, you know, Frangia's family itself, like, his wife and the kid, like, it was a great family. The, the next step was like, you know, where, where you and I became friends, where we were like obsessed with, you know, winning competitions and getting good really fast. I was in that like, okay, how fast can I get to fucking black belt? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I want to push the pace. You know what I'm saying? Um, that was the next thing. And then, you know, that obviously will lead you to injuries. Age starts coming in. And now here we are. I'm 35 and um, I'm starting to realize more like, jujitsu is now a great source for staying in shape and um you know staying limber and being able to get around and maybe have a um a better life when i'm older right so it's
0: like more geared towards longevity yeah yes no i have the i have the same especially i think i feel like most people have that um in a in a sense but i feel uh
1: I know, I discussed
0: yesterday, or not yesterday, last, last I podcast. I this 80. Correct, yeah, exactly. And my last podcast, I had talked about behaviors as well as like what things you should look out for, things you should do, like how you should carry yourself inside the gym as far as like when you're sparring and whatnot. And, you know, I've changed up a lot of the things I do because of the way people attack them. Like, um like i had a, I explained a, a issue with like a, stu- a student who had tried to do a wrist lock and the intent and force they went wasn't to tap it was to snap my wrist and i'm not even their instructor i'm a guest you know and like and you know like there's certain things now i just don't go for anymore like triangles and arm bars from the clothes guard or like i don't put myself in upside down positions because you know a lot of people try to stack and they still feel that i feel like we have this this aura that we can't be hurt or that we don't, you know what I mean? Like we can just, we're, we're going to be okay because of our, you know, our name precedes us as with, you know, within that jujitsu realm. Um, but yourself, like, do you have? Uh, how do you feel as far as like, our, our legends? We're legends, bro. Can't <laughs> be hurt, man. How do you have you had any like personal experience with? Uh, um, I remember you had shared earlier. You had mentioned there, like, you know, there was a story where. Um, I could, you'd have to tell it again, I can't remember the details, but just someone brought out that, that, that angry emotion out of, you know what I mean? They Oh, yeah. They,
1: it, it, so he ne- tried to get neck cranked me and I ended up, like, kicking him a few times after I got out of his submission and we had to be broken up and, you know, now I'm left with this fucking remorse. Now I'm left, yeah, sorry, now I'm left with feeling horrible about the whole situation and uh, it's kind of like, um, it strikes a nerve whenever I think about it, you know. It's quite a negative thought that I was forced to, like, I broke, you know, I broke my little martial arts, like, yo, always keep it cool when we're rolling, never let a fight break out, and uh, that happened, and, um, yeah, that sucked, you know, that was a nice little lesson for me, right there.
0: Now, I have, um, like, I know, like, I've had my moments where, like, you know, like, I I think it's the same thing, where, you know, the, you brought an emotion out of me that I hate that you made me go there, you Mm -hmm. know, whether you know, whether anything necessarily bad happened from it, like whether, you know, just the fact that my mind had to get brought to this, you know, this super negative place. Um, but I love that jujitsu also allows you to, you know, you really learn a lot about yourself, especially when, you know, you're getting beat up or, you know, you're, you can be the hammer of the nail and, you know, it's yeah, when you're that I mean, male. do you
1: get better at, I feel like from, from situations like that, I've gotten better at recognizing like what a spazzy dude looks like Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying and there's a there's like an energy around these dudes and um they generally want to roll with people just to beat them and and you know why else I understand it because I've been that dude Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying I was that dude for the longest time where I was like any submission I can catch I was gonna get it and I probably pissed a lot of people off Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying and I'm thankful for all the all the the great masters and people that I worked with for not fucking smacking me up and hitting me when I acted that way or maybe they did, and I learned from it, and so I don't behave that way but but yeah, I know that situation dude um,
0: now the uh the the last competition you did was the high rollers event, first of its kind um, participants had to be twenty one to enter and all that
1: because the main prize was yes we we were competing for a pound of weed, and um it was it was a really great day, man. I had a great time. They they really they set us up. I had like a VIP table. You know what I'm saying? Like my crew had like a little table to sit at, like we were at a nightclub. You know what I'm saying? It was like it was a uh, it was like a show. There was like 70 competitors, more or less, and um, there was like a dab bar where you can take dab hits, and there was vendors where you can you know where you can purchase cannabis. And and uh, Nick Diaz did a signing, um, and. Of course, I was the the main event super fight against a guy named uh, Georgie. And I forget how to say his last name. Forgive me, Georgie. (laughs) Um, But it was a great match, and I ended up winning um, on a time. I won on the Eddie Bravo rules. I escaped, or I put him in a submission. He tapped, and then he couldn't tap me within two minutes. So I got to win, and I won a pound of weed.
0: Wait, explain that. I don't I'm not familiar with the EBIRO. So you made him tap and he got a chance again? Something like that, yes. So how do you restart back we, in we like a neutral a coin, position? We okay.
1: flipped a coin. I won the coin toss. I chose to be start on his back. Uh-huh. Or chosen the arm bar. so I went for the back. And then and at about a minute 45, I got he tapped to a bone arrow choke. So right when he taps, then he gets to start on my back. Mm-hmm. And if he taps me before a minute 45, he wins. Oh wow. That's how I lost to Chad Mendes. Okay. I tapped. I tapped Chad Mendes at about like a minute and a half, something like that. And then right when Chad, when he started on my back, he tapped me in like 15 seconds. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Right, 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 right. Like the that's same a weird shit.
0: Setup of rules. That's yeah. a. That's a. That's different. That's a different set of fights.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's cool. It was cool. It was, it was a cool rule set to make adjustments for. And now you're the
0: first Stoner King.
1: Yes, the title is the Stoner King. How the is that belt? The belt is cool. I left it at my friend's house in Vegas. I'm gonna come get that. That's uh, yeah, that's uh, that was a uh, look.
0: I ain't only seen pictures, but it uh, it looked legit. You know that 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 didn't look like no uh, uh,
1: like weight belt with some little plastic pieces stuck to it. It actually kind of started falling apart. Some of the things came off. Oh, but no. I, I was whipping it around. I was having a good old time with it. They didn't
0: mean for it to be used WWF style.
1: Yeah, man, I was slapping people in the head with it. Now,
0: you have said you have uh, retired since from jiu-jitsu, but I think that we've been, like, mm-hmm. from our talks, it, you retired from broke jiu-jitsu. You're only right. doing something, you know, if it's only making you a come-up, you're, then you're going to do it. Right. So I got you. That, that, that totally makes
1: sense. I'm retired uh, from, like, matches that don't involve, like, $10,000. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah.
0: So now, is there anything that you see coming up next? Is there anything to look, you, look out for your competition-wise?
1: Um I don't know I got to do some healing, you know. I'm definitely hurt in certain areas where I need to respect and listen to my body and, you know, do some therapy. And um it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? It's not the my favorite thing to talk about. <laughs> yeah. But you know you get hurt, dude. This is why I'm like we go back to the like being very choosy about who you roll with and recognizing the spazes because most of my injuries come from like dude spazzing and like I didn't take him serious enough and all of a sudden like you know he sprawls all hard on me and I get a twink in my neck or like you know he jumps for a flying something and tweaks on my knee right like, like I've been hurt in that sense many ways and I'm having to deal with that shit now like injuries that happened in my 20s that didn't hurt me then are now starting to hurt at thirty-five.
0: I got you. That now that the the damage that was done is now now making itself known.
1: Yeah, it's settled a little bit.
0: So, what is you know like? Is there, a, is there a change in your training at all at the moment? Like when you know you you're you're now based you know back in Santa Barbara at Goodland and. You like? Do you have like a specific training regimen, or are you just going through the motions? Like you're just a- yeah. I'm
1: definitely not on any regimen. I think that's when my body starts hurting. You know, what I'm saying like I feel good if I'm eating properly and I'm hydrated. You know, and I'm, <clears throat> and I'm exercising when, as much as I should be and could be, and I'm not being a lazy butt. <laughs> you know, um, one thing we talked about earlier that uh, that uh,
0: didn't know you had uh, also partook, was uh, video games. Mm. And
1: uh, I I was... Nazi zombies. (laughs) (laughs) Nazi zombies, Grand Theft Auto 5, Tetris. Yeah. There was a point when I was, like, obsessed with Tetris on my phone, and I would come to red lights. Whenever a red light, I'd pull up Tetris. Um, um, The Marios, Mario Brothers, probably Super Mario Brothers on Nintendo, Super Nintendo. Mm -hmm. That was was my joint right there. I... um Grand Theft Auto Five takes the cake.
0: Yeah, that's the one.
1: That's it, dude. If you had to choose one video game for the rest of your life, mm-hmm. think about how many. Think about all the things you can do in that game that are like the main objective of other games. You know what I'm saying? You can right. you can like ride boats. You can drive a car. You can helicopter. You can try to take out the military. You can take out the police. You know what I'm saying? You can like fly. Or, I mean, it's for me. It's it's the it's the end all be all to video games.
0: Have you always been a gamer?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ever since childhood, we grew up in that generation for sure. You of know, course. by the time I was like seven or eight, I remember like my dad and uncle was like all like fighting over who gets to play um, the the, the uh, Mike Tyson game. Okay. was my, that, is that my first video game memory? Okay. I was
0: going to say, what was your first one? That was the, the Mike Tyson
1: punch out. Yeah. And it was just I remember like playing those games. and like, this sucks, dude. <laughs> I suck at this. This is how do why do they find this fun? You know? Then, yeah, um, I was never any good at the mic. And then, and then the, the big thing, and I, I'll bet a lot of people, this re- this will resonate with a lot of you guys, but it's like the Sega Genesis Super Nintendo. Boom. When those two consoles came out, that was like, okay, this is getting serious, and I like both of these, and these games are fun and easy to play, and I can actually like, get somewhere with these games. You know what I'm saying? And that, mm-hmm. then that was it. Then I followed it into Nintendo 64. And then, you know, that, that introduced me to the, uh, what's this, the, when we're shooting each other? What's that called again? GoldenEye? Yeah, yeah. That style of gaming. Yeah, Golden like the first-person shooter. First-person shooter. GoldenEye introduced me to first-person shooter, and then, like, Halo. Oh, dude, I did so much Halo. Did you do Halo? Sounds like a drug. Uh, I played
0: a little bit of I wasn't... Uh, <laughs> it's like I did so
1: much Halo, man.
0: <laughs> I, uh, I used to... I always tell, you know, as far as, like, when people ask, you know, like, uh, during my jujitsu path, like how did I get my black belt so fast? One of the things I did was not too many outside influences. Um, I didn't go on a whole lot of dates just because I didn't go out so much to find like meet people. But what I found is I didn't have that much money either. So there was just like a big limitation on that because I put myself in a situation to get my black belt so fast. And so at the time I was playing World of Warcraft, true nerd style. Oh man! And, you know, it was like a $15 a month or something like that to play it. But it was the minimal i could have played to give me the maximum amount of like entertainment at that time as yeah. far as you know it, it didn't you got trouble right and i just stayed in the gym for the most part or you know slept went back home and just you know that would be my little my little outlet and then you know it, it there was no other outside influences as far as you know the getting you know i didn't have school or another job or a, a, um, you know a girlfriend or anyone you know there was no distractions at that time it was like a clear focus and that was how I used video games. But I still like to play them today. Um but definitely don't, you know, as uh, they don't have as big of a as big of a part as they as they used to, but uh I definitely I would say I still um have anything new? What would what would be the thing you still play now? Is Grant that the one you're on now? Is there
1: Yeah Grand Theft Auto Five, you know, never fails. Um I liked playing Zelda. Legend of Zelda time. for Nintendo 64, or for Nintendo Switch that just came out.
0: That's right, you mentioned the Switch. That's awesome, because I, I yeah. travel a lot, and you said that's a good time for you, on the, you you being on the go.
1: Sure, yeah, if you guys are traveling, get a Nintendo Switch, man. I might have It's to, a I'm delicate look little that. piece of machinery, but, you know, be gentle with it. The me. entertainment value is well worth it? Well worth it. Awesome. It's great, the games are great, man. And then you can plug it in into a TV it comes up on the screen. And,
0: I imagine, Yeah, I can't see Nintendo doing anything. You know, they do some obscure things, but there's nothing really ever bad there. That's a that's a that's a good time. I'm gonna look into that for that. Know, for I'm my, a
1: nerd, Mike. I'm always I'm always on the uh, you know I'm always on the up and up with what games are coming out. New games are coming out. So yeah,
0: yeah. Now uh, sticking, you know, stick, going going in that that route of the. I know you you you've you've visited. And learned a lot from the internet and there's some all kind of corners and uh i was curious to 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 hear some of your some of your your findings and your your opinions here because i know you have some 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 views on flat earth that all the flat earth is one and now my (laughs) yeah and my question for the flat earth would be like what was the catalyst like was there a particular moment that just started making you say you know what uh, the what everybody else is telling me right now ain't ain't what I believe.
1: A big part of it is I'm such a punk. Is I just I've always looked for like the most blasphemous things. You know what I'm saying? How do you challenge people's beliefs? Who has the most strong beliefs, and then being like fuck that belief? You know what I'm saying? Right. You know who, as the most mo- beliefs go. You know who's most attached to their belief, and it was like you spent. I spent a lot of time like thinking it was like religious people, and then I was like maybe it's like scientific people, maybe it's like atheist people. And then I think that's kind of like what'll lead you into like flat Earth, <laughs> so if you follow that rabbit hole, which I think Eddie Bravo also found that same rabbit hole. Now, I you
0: know like and, and when when we've talked about it before, like I have my own personal questions, but as there as yeah. they're on the same side as like you know you're seeing things that that tell you that that what we're hearing about the Earth you know as far as being a sphere and the, what we're traditionally taught, where it's made, is there anything that on the vice side, on the on the on the flip side of that, where you're like that one particular fact doesn't quite make sense for me for flat Earth,
1: but the rest does. Oh yeah, most of it doesn't make sense. <laughs> most of most of everything doesn't make sense though. Uh, like um, theoretical science, right? It's all theories. Doesn't that mean something?
0: Very true. I mean, it's it's. Uh, I mean, most of that discussion I feel is out of my I have my opinions. A lot of times, but I feel like it's so much out of my league.
1: Yeah. Yeah, me too.
0: But, um... And now, I... Maybe
1: uh, it's probably... It's definitely one of my favorite things to, like, imagine. Which? If if the Earth was flat. Ah. Uh, and it was, like, this endless plane that went on forever.
0: Ah, uh, no end. No no oh, drop-off. Right. There is no... Ooh. It just goes
1: on forever. That one... Th- that's, that's hit me a couple times, and I was like, ooh, that's a cool thought. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And I... Maybe I just find that my favorite cool thought, and I, like... Like to repeat it.
0: Do you catch a lot of internet flack? No. Uh, also going. Not with, really. going with that flack as well. I caught more flack for the high rollers thing. Well, I was going to say, what got your Instagram account deleted? That was very bothersome. I didn't. You had a. You had quite the following. Seventy k. Yeah. That's so bad. Right. And for just to get deleted in a moment, like you just woke up and it was gone.
1: Yeah. That's. Yeah. That sucks. I'm curious as to what happened. I really don't know. Man.
0: Now, has that affected you monetarily? Like, as far as. Like the people who could have contacted you, can they still reach out to you? As Or did it really sever some contacts you, you know? Um, I know it's just an Instagram account that can always kind of find you
1: again. I honestly but couldn't tell you that. That's a good question. That's a huge following to just pew. Yeah. Yeah. Well, a lot of it is I forget passwords and I have multiple email accounts. That aren't on certain phones and then I don't remember the passwords and then you got to get it sent to the email account that's not on that phone. But I don't, you know what Uh, I'm saying, this type of stuff, being very confused in those type of situations has cost me. (laughs) I got you, I got you.
0: What is your current Instagram handle just in case anybody wants to? It's uh, Jupak, Jupak Shakur. (laughs) Is it J-I-U underscore P-A-C? Right, right. Okay. Correct. Uh, And if if anybody does want to get in contact with you about seminars. Yeah,
1: let me know. I come out and do a seminar and, you know. Give everybody a good time on the mat and tell some stories like you're hearing here today.
0: I got you. Give me some. Give me. You
1: you uh you have some opinions on some i i some ig names. Oh yeah, like there's some good ones. I actually I like like trying to create. Dope. Are you making fake accounts? I've never done that. Oh no. What are you making up names for? What do you mean? What do I'm I'm confused. Well, no, I'm just it's a it's a cool topic. It's like some of them are really creative. Yeah, for sure. You know what I'm saying? Some of them are really creative, and I'm like kind of jealous. You ah, you see they? one. You know what I'm saying? I see one I'm like, ooh, that was a good. You've one. also had some people copy yours as well, make copycat, copycat accounts of yours as well. Yeah, <laughs> well, this one kid like jacked my my name. I was like using the word yujitsu. right? And uh, I like, I don't know, I had been using it for like two years, and I like deleted it for a second, changed it to some other weird random shit. And he picked it up in that hot moment, and then, boom, and it was wow. gone. I tried to get back to it. I was like, Man, well, I'll go back to this other one. And he was like. Yeah, I remember him being like, hey, man, sorry, you 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 know, no hard feelings, man. I'm a big fan, bro. Like, I, I love your stuff, man. Can I... Now he's hoping to get your followers probably. Yeah, everyone is searching. And he's cool. Out- he's not a horrible guy. He comments on everything, dude. <laughs> like, you gotta, like, if you look at my my videos and the pictures I put, you'll see Yu-Jitsu comments yeah. on my shit, dude. Yeah, <laughs> it's so funny. Because,
0: yeah, that, I, I do remember that that handle and I, when that was gone. Um,
1: yeah, that happened. That sucked. So I'm trying to rebuild this new one. and. Uh, it's no big deal. I don't know that it's cost me monetarily. I think I'm still booking seminars pretty consistently. So, you know. Now, as you,
0: uh, because you have that, that Ronin lifestyle, um, I know you we've talked before and you travel consistently. And when you go like, you know, you've never, I, I, in my experience with you, you've never really stayed anywhere longer than like Two to four years I think victory You said even You overstayed yourself A year in essence Like You had already You know You got to that point Of burnout And yeah. we're living in it I passed my time Yeah And so Now you're But you've almost You know You've gone in a, a You know You've come back full circle You're back in In Santa Barbara And I uh, I like I like the way you have set up your academy there because I do. I do the. Uh, I did pretty much the same thing with my academy in Hawaii is to design it to be, you know, it, it shouldn't be focused on one person. I believe like it shouldn't be on your shoulders that you need to be there every day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you want to create. I feel a community for people to come in and train. And this is the environment they choose. And if you are there, it is a total bonus. And if Bill is there, it's a total bonus. Yeah, you know? I, I
1: forget who it was. I heard him say this shit. He was like, he's talking to his students. I forgot. I really wish I could give you a name because I don't want to take the credit for this. But it was something like, he was like, he's like, do you really expect and, and want me to teach you everything you know about Jiu Jitsu? He was like, oh, bro, that's such a daunting task. Please learn from somebody else. <laughs> please, please watch some videos man go to a fucking seminar man he was like travel and go train with somebody else he's like do not put all that responsibility on me and I was like right. oh, oh that was nice I'm gonna remember that I wish I remember who said that shit so I could give him credit but he was like that's you know you can't you can't rely on one person to always be there to teach you like oh can't do jiu what's his name it's not here Correct. You know what I'm saying? Now, I it admit- does take a lot of time to build your team to be at that level though.
0: Now, I had mentioned in my podcast earlier before that uh, about how do I, you know, as far as how I feel about people choosing. I feel like if you choose too many places to train in the beginning, you're going to get too many skewed points of view. I feel like they try to take their own training in their hand. Like whereas you stayed with Francina, you had yeah. a base, and then you sought out more after right. you had a base. Right. And I feel that is, you know, in essence correct. I mean, how do you feel as far as like if you could, rec- if you could, you know, not st- say it how it is or tell people what to do, but if they, if you were to give them advice on as far as when is the time to branch out and start, uh, you know, seeking out more knowledge. You know, I feel like in the very beginning you can to an extent. Not mean that to another person, but maybe you know, references hey, that's books. That's part of the
1: role of the dice of this getting into it, involved in a jujitsu school. You don't know if you're going to like the guy. You guys might not like each other. He might be a dope base, a good base for you to stay at and be a part of and, and be a place for you to branch off and, and learn other places and, and be your home base. But maybe whatever, you guys didn't like each other. Something happened and now you don't get along. I was fortunate enough to have that with Frangia, that he was a dope, really good base for me to be at. He didn't get upset when I went and trained other places. He would ask me what I learned, you know? He was never like, oh, what well, you disrespect, you could go train with these other guys, what's that all about, you know what I'm saying? He was like, yeah, Jeffy, go get those guys, go show them how we do it, dog. You know what I'm saying, Frenchie? was like, and come back and tell me what they're doing, let me, tell me the secrets. You know what I'm saying, Frenchie? was always like, he, when, me and Bill would come back from Lehman, he'd be like, what secrets Marky show you, in boys? <laughs> you know what I'm saying, like it wasn't, that I was very, very uh, beneficial to my growth, man. Was that that energy Frangia gave us that wasn't like, fuck these guys fucking training other places.
0: I I feel uh, sometimes
1: because um, that doesn't
0: happen for a lot of people. Lot no, of people no, like and that, not at all. And the I coach feel is
1: like hey, don't go train there. Well, I
0: feel like the, the coach gets a little selfish. Like you want to keep all the black belts for himself, but that your instructor isn't in the place that they started. They were they were brought to black belt, and so they were sent out into the world on their own. Like you know, your kid finally turns eighteen. Yeah. and... You send them out on their own, yeah. and they got to go make a life for themselves now. Right. Just like your own black belts, I feel yeah. Sometimes black, you know, black belts get real sensitive about their own
1: students, yeah.
0: and you might just be a chapter in their life, not the whole book. And you that's know? easy
1: to get caught up in. And I would recommend, like what Mike just said, to all you guys who are like, you know, starting to teach and starting to like run an academy and stuff. Like, you know, don't take it so personal when a student leaves and goes somewhere else. Don't try not to let this turn into a problem because it does happen, and it happens easily. And I've seen it time and time again, and Mike, I'm sure you have too. Yeah, um, you know, just like, don't worry about it. Follow what Frangia did. Frangia would always like give him, give him a, a slap, a bump, and be like, "Yo, man, have fun training at that place. Come back and train whenever you're in town, or whenever you want to come back. Your our doors are open to you." And 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 I've seen it go well for Frangia when he acts that way, and not well for other people when they, you know, when they act like assholes and they're like, "Fine, didn't want you here in the first place," and because it's, it's really easy to get caught up in that you know what I'm saying? And, um, yeah. So with all your travels
0: and you said something, I always, it always, you know, I always, you know, laugh and it doesn't really, I guess, do it justice when I repeat it, but, um, we were having coffee, um, last year sometime. And I remember you, as far as, you know, just the lifestyle you have as you're traveling and you you go to a lot of places and you were saying, you know, uh, you know, I'm not gay. (laughs) I just don't it just, you know it's just not working out very well with the you know these relationships at all and it was just i just cracked up because it was just such a it was it was out of dead silence we were just having you know i mean it just broke the silence and it was just that was the one statement and it went back <laughs> to quiet for a minute until we you know we dived in further and so with your jujitsu lifestyle and what how is that you know what i mean like it, it, how has that affected you relationship-wise where you
1: know have
0: you been able to oh,
1: like maintain a, anything? Like a serial monogamous, monogamous. Like I've had like, you know, I've had four or five relationships that were like two to three years. You know what I'm saying? There seems to be. But that like, seems normal event. though. Yeah. Well, you know, there's there's definitely like parts of my family and and other parts of society where I should feel bad that I'm doing this. I should have this wife and this family. You know what I'm saying, and and that's that's the more natural way I should be doing, it, yada yada yada. All these should have, it. as far it's... as the way society's constructed for and us. And to... you know, I haven't really f- seemed to be interested in that. Um, it's not something I've ever really pursued.
0: Correct. I got you. I got you. It was never your uh, your your lifestyle doesn't seem to you know sitting still doesn't seem like the the. The, the way for you, but what has it taught you? Because now I'm assuming after after all these relationships and all, you know, I mean, and I know the way jujitsu, jujitsu makes you change your thought patterns and the way you just you, um, you know, handle situations and as is, and you know now and like you said, you're getting older. You're 35, mm-hmm. and what is like, is there a next for for Mr. Jeff Glover? I'm Klubber? in my
1: prime. I'm 30, 30 prime is what I am. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Um, yeah, you know, you, 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 live and you learn. It's been, it's been fun getting to do that. And, um, you know, there's a lot of people that help you learn all these lessons. And, you know, if you could, if I could like thank them now, I would. Mm-hmm. Cause, Cause a lot of the relationships end in like, I hate you. I hate you too. Fuck you. Don't ever talk to me again. And, you know, there's always, I definitely have several of those. And, and, you know, if I could, if I could to their face, apologize and try to like give a hug and like, let's whatever problem there was because i respect you as a human there's definitely a lot of that Mm -hmm. and i don't want any more of that you know what i'm saying that's like scar tissue i got you you know i'm saying so i'm just you know i'm trying to avoid um searching for that because i you know i realize it's kind of not for me
0: open to it if it comes the Um, proper one i mean i guess i don't the one that can handle mr jeffrey glover
1: And we discussed that. you will you I no. think I'd have to settle down to be able to really do that responsibly, you know. I'd have to like have a home base and be there more often. I think right. I travel so much it's just not fair to anybody.
0: We had discussed before and you had said like, you know, you've achieved a lot and you're only thirty five. You know what yeah. I mean? We're there's just so many accolades already titled to your name. And I one of my favorite books and I always recommend this is Hagakure and one of the passages, it says, things you've done before 40 really don't have much weight. It's what you do after 40 that really defines who you are as a man. And I can get the sense of that because if we take ourselves, we both achieved a lot in the jiu-jitsu world and a lot successfully in all kind of you know areas of our life. And if this is where we stopped, in ten years from now, how would people look? You know, what I mean, like, what happened? Like, you guys just stop? You just run, you fall off the tracks? Where are you at? And so, you know, what, is there any direction? Like, I know you have a band now, and is, I'm but, making you know,
1: candles, man. <laughs> but
0: is there another avenue that you are looking at? Because right now, your body allows you to travel and do jujitsu and train and do these things. And it's not that we're like talking about like there's something injury happens where you, you know, you're not able to do jujitsu by any means. But is there another, is there another Mm -hmm. thing that Jeffrey, uh, Jeff Glover is just, you know, passionate about that could, you know, be, I don't know, another in essence or, you know, an additional way of
1: life. That's definitely something I've, you know, had to think about and I think we all do, Uh, especially those of us who are weirdos and like commit our life to jujitsu when we're like 17. Like that's what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. And people are like, that's it? And are like, yep, that's it. I'm going to get famous for this shit. And they're like, um, okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, That's definitely something I have to think about. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's fun to think about, you know? It's not like a, I don't dread that thought. I look forward to that thought. I, I, I invite that. It's fun finding new things to get excited about. I think that's what life is. That's, that's what you should keep doing in life. And that's what will keep you young. And I think uh, that's kept me young. You know what I'm saying? I feel young. And, um, you know, what's next? I don't know. Who knows? But it's most likely going to involve jiu-jitsu or be based off the knowledge I've learned in jiu-jitsu.
0: Right. For, like, for those of you who don't know, like, you know you, I, what, what instrument do you play? I, I've been
1: playing drums since I was like 10 years old.
0: So you're, you're, you're musically inclined. Can you play another instrument? Uh, no.
1: <laughs> so,
0: um, you I know, I play fi- a triangle. Yeah. I, th- I feel myself as more of like a renaissance person. Like, I love to paint. I love to draw. And, you know, I'm not, not going like to boast, but I'm pretty decent at it. And I love to cook. And I'm way better at that than I feel than anything else. Um, but, you know, I love to surf. I love a lot of the arts, in essence. And I've used my ability to cook to start a food truck. And that was really fun because it allowed a passion, something I really love—full creation art, all those different avenues. Mm-hmm. I had a different passion. Are there any of those that that uh, that, or is it, or is it? I mean, not saying like you know, is jujitsu your only passion focus? So obviously, you had the music one. But is there any other ones that you've like you'd well, like to dive deeper into?
1: Commentary? Have you done commentary? No, I've commentary. I've heard, I've heard you do it, but yeah, I. yeah, that's fun. How's that? That's cool. I feel like I end
0: up getting lost watching and I don't say anything.
1: Yeah. Uh, you, how do you definitely know what to say? have to be on point. You yeah. Gotta, you man, know, you, gotta you gotta need like to have your knowledge your
0: and I feel like I just say some... Nope, you can nah, fact check that. That wasn't correct. Nah,
1: you'd be great, dude. Do We're it in the dumb. age
0: where you can just fact check it right there yeah, on your and phone shit, like, that was wrong, phone. liar.
1: Yeah. Ah! <laughs> Kenny would call you out, man. Yeah. That is incorrect, Michael. Like, um, no, yeah, commentary was fun. I got to sit next to Bass Rutan and commentate you matches. Yeah, that's a cool time. Did Bass Rutan and Kenny and...
0: Man, that could lead to
1: so many other, you know, avenues and shows for you. That'd be really rad if you could, you know what I mean, to see you on... Those nights that I did those Metamorist events, mm-hmm. where there was the commentary or I was competing, my, my Instagram following went up like 10K. Really, really? Time. Yeah, it would That's- go from like 30 to 40 one night. and am like, damn. You know, it's That's like, cool. Yeah, so those were really good for me, you know. They they put me out there a lot and definitely get me on the map.
0: When you, um, like... You know, like, like you said, you're, 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 the, the last one you did was the high rollers and, uh, you know, is there any, do you change up? Like, I always tell people, I live jujitsu. I don't train for a particular thing. Like, I don't, you know, get in a different shape when I compete. I, you know, I'm tr- I try to maintain a healthy lifestyle. Do you have to do any
1: preparation, really, or are you pretty much always ready to rock? I mean, I, you know, I've always been consistent, consistently on the mat in one way or another. You know, whether I'm demonstrating moves for the students and in and, and, and that sense or I'm on the mat actually, like, you know, experimenting with something new or a position that I want to try something out, something like that. Or, you know, on the other end of it, I'm actually training. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah, I'm like you in that sense. I'm always consistent. But, you know, um, I, I've had times where i worked with, like, personal trainers to actually do something about my fitness mm-hmm. and my conditioning, and um, it always helped.
0: What, um now has there ever been like i don't know i I know there has been so i'm not going to say that what could you say for people who do experience an injury or a setback like as far as a way like and I know like for me and you like there was never a thought of quitting it's just how do we work around this what would you say for someone who starts to experience these that other side of jiu-jitsu and the body starts to take the toll like how do you stay positive in a moment of where like you know you need to take a break from the mat
1: for a minute like it'll do you better i mean you you have no choice right you you got to do it you got to get through that shit you'll be you know you'll be all right you'll make a comeback where do you That's draw you the line to think. where do you, the you draw the
0: line at i mean
1: like, do you have to get surgery no, as far no as far as like,
0: um, like all right. So give me give me an injury where you've continued to train where it would have probably been better to not train, but yeah, you like still a, made
1: it through. Like an ankle or a knee. Okay. You know what I'm saying, right? Where it would have been better to or like wrist or like hand injuries.
0: Has there been one where you've trained through it and you was fine? Like it ended up working out like no problem.
1: Yeah, like all of them. So you you trained through all of them. In one way, yes. I was on the mat in one way or another. Right, Some, okay. You know, the days when it's like, like you know which ones were the hardest to work with were like rib or like back. Yeah, like, rib is a miserable Rib, one, yeah. oh man, that was a bad one. I mean, just sitting on the mat and just coaching from the side, you know. Right. But, you know, I've never not had like a place to teach or like private classes to teach. I've always been pretty consistent with my jits, that's for sure. Luckily, it's the one thing in my life I'm, I've stayed consistent with and that just shows you how much I love jujitsu. You know, I love the, the rolling and fighting and, and scrapping with people and, and, and then the other aspect of, like, you know, exchanging techniques with people and, and learning and everything about it, man. I'm like you, Mikey. I'm obsessed with this shit. I how tattooed did, it on my yeah,
0: That's it. How did you, how did you, are like... How did your your family react, or parents? Like my mom, totally upset when I dis- when I ditched everything, quit college, quit my job, and started making jujitsu number one. She was upset.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, she's like,
0: "You do what you're gonna do." She was just more like dismissive. But then when she started started seeing like, luckily the results were positive. I got you know magazines, and she started seeing yeah. the benefit. Then she was okay with it. Did you yeah. have anything very like that? Very similar. Yeah, yeah. Very
1: similar. Same thing. You know. She still doesn't like to like watch anything that I have on the internet. Oh yeah, as out of fear of her baby boy getting injured. Part of it, you know, she she thinks I'm very cringy. She's like, ah, you're crazy. People listen to you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but she she can't watch people fighting at all. She's like, she doesn't like that shit. Which was hard for her because she had to deal with me and Bill Cooper and my younger and older brother. So those the four boys constantly in the house, like always fighting and wrestling each other and like throwing each other onto her couch and how
0: long have you known bill
1: bill bill's been um a friend of mine for let's see i met him when he was it was like 13 when we got him into paragon 13 14 oh and how old is he now now bill is 31
0: man so you guys have had quite you've you've had like quite the 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 relationship the yeah. career together yeah
1: it's been fun it's like uh you know, you got to have a partner.
0: Who wins between you guys if you roll?
1: I win every time. Yeah? Yeah, Bill sucks, man. I don't believe this. Bill's, Bill's good. I, like, I feel like you're just... Bill's a... Bill's got, he's a one-trick pony, man. Bah!
0: I don't believe this. My favorite Bill memory is the time he won the... Was it a brown belt he won the Worlds in no underwear? And then got DQ'd? Yeah. That
1: was ridiculous. Like, yeah. come on. Yeah, Bill's had some pretty uh, historical moments in his own career that, you know, I'm pretty proud of. He's like, he's a big part of what makes me, you know what I'm saying? Like, part of like, all those championships I won were always like, from the years that I spent that were so significant, those years between blue and black belt, you know what I'm saying, basically, Mm -hmm. that I was like rolling with Bill consistently every day and, um, you know, having to constantly try to make game plans to beat this fucking kid. And uh, I think that kept me sharp and made me win all the matches that I won. So, there's, you know, there's the master, there's Frangia, there's the training partner, Bill. You know I'm saying? There was all the little, the older brothers in the way, like Tyrone and Adam. And uh, it was the perfect recipe for me to become pretty dope at jiu-jitsu. <laughs> what was your
0: favorite competition like number one the one to six out like most memorable match or something or like, you know Like I, mean, I know I know ADCC was a was a huge accomplishment um, What is there one particular or like uh-huh. at least a moment jiu-jitsu brought you that's like you feel like it's a, it's a pinnacle moment
1: Yeah, um, I can think of several you know, obviously you think of like well Who is the best dude that I beat you know, what I'm saying like, right. who, who's the dude? I beat that had the most titles
0: I, there's a handful of Brazilians that I I won't I won't name. You can do your own internet research, but uh, yeah, you've you you have quite you've, you've you know acquired quite a list over the years. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and that's just you know, and I, I how long like how long is your competition record span? So let's say what two thousand two, two thousand three, you started really competing or more? yeah, like
1: two thousand one, I think two thousand one competing, yeah, and then like seventeen, eighteen years. Yeah, that's uh, like that. that's quite impressive. I was probably competing in like. Like, 99, to be honest with you. Yeah? I, don't, I, I, I could be wrong. And you are an old man. Yeah, 35. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so, yeah, I was still, like, in high school, dude. I was still, like, a junior. I remember I was, like, a junior going into senior year. And it was, like, the last quarter of that year I found Frangia. And I was already, like, tch, not even going to school. They put me in continuation school. And then that, that compounded with, like, Frangia's classes I could go to. It was like, dude, as soon as I was done with the, the home or the continuation school, it was like pff, on the bus, boom, to Paragon, go train in Frangia. you know what I'm saying? So then like senior year of high school, I kind of just dropped out and I just started going to all of Frangia's classes and mm. started taking jobs and shit, you know what I'm saying? So by the time high school was over or supposed to be over, I really didn't care. Right. I was already like sponsored by Tap Out and shit. I was like... My mom's was like, you didn't get a high school degree or high school, what's it called? Certificate, what's it the called? Diploma. Yeah, high school diploma. I was like, mom, I'm sponsored by Tap Out.
0: <laughs> now, has that hindered you at all in any
1: situation as far as not having that degree? Or have you been, um, because jujitsu is really not based on that. You know, I've noticed in life it doesn't matter like what degrees you have. You know what I'm saying? I've seen, I've seen some really, really um, uneducated, street smart people. Right. You know what I'm saying? Use their social prowess and their social skills. And they're just general wit to, to you know, do better in business than people that have gone to college for like 10 years and learned how to do do business. But they're still like, you know, little dweebs that don't know how to secure a deal and shake hands and look somebody in the eye and be secure. Right, right. The, you know there's different lessons
0: being ter- learned and they're not, not all necessarily the, the right ones. Does that make sense? Though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, know. I, t- I totally get it. And uh, I think that's, you know, I don't know. I find that... Um, you know even in the most classes we have now like again I would we, we had discussed about like jujitsu as being looked at as a sport more than a, a martial art and you know the martial art things I feel like sometimes are being neglected like you know handshakes and looking people in the eye don't look at my feet when we shake hands dude shake look me in the eye yeah. and uh, you know just those kind of uh, I, I feel like those are not everyone has those uh, in the in the younger younger crowd and uh, it's, I don't know, it's a different, you know, just trying to keep that martial art,
1: you know, it's line. A good, it's a good place for people to practice stuff like that. You come in every day, there's all these dudes there for, like, the insecure dudes that have that problem. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You come in every day, it's like an opportunity for you to, like, practice and fuck up every day. They're probably like, oh, today I looked, like, two dudes in the eyes today, man. I shook their hands and looked them. I was like, hey, what, I, and I remember their names, man. I remember these dudes' names. Whatever it is, all kinds of people come in with weird social problems that, like, Jiu-jitsu is a good place to practice and get like get your, you know, get your bad material out of the way. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? So you can be a fucking a functioning member of society and not be a dwee when people come try to talk to you for the first time. You know what I'm saying? Now, as far
0: as like the um, the your gym back in in, in Goodland, um, is there is there a particular time that's uh, That's best to check you out. Are you are you just pretty sporadic and when you leave and when you come back in and around and
1: yeah, it's it's hard I'm pretty sporadic. I do a lot of seminars So I'm not there all the time, but when I am there. I'm pretty consistent. I'm teaching all the classes and uh, You know the way I set it up is like It works like this and it's worked pretty well. I'm not trying to say this is the best way to do it or anything, but is I'll do like um Six weeks or like even like two or three months or even four months where I'm there like working all the classes, working my butt off, you know, morning classes, night classes, kids classes, helping out consistently for that amount of time. And then, you know, the guys that were taking all those classes, I take off for another six months and go on a seminar tour. You know what I'm saying? And these guys now are left with all this material that I helped them that I that I taught for that that little tenure I was there, mm-hmm. and they're repeating those lessons while I'm while I'm on tour doing my thing, and they're not waiting around for like, oh, well, coach is in here, I guess uh, I guess I'll go do something else.
0: Are you and Bill normally gone at the same time, or is it just random back and forth?
1: Yeah, it's like it's like when we're there, you know, it's gonna be great. Come train, come take the classes, you know, you know you're gonna get a great class. But you know, you gotta understand that we we're also like we keep, we're not the best at like keeping a place functioning. That's part of like you know what I'm saying? That's why <laughs> right, that's, that's the, why you guys you're are not on the business end. Right. That's why the team has to do it, you know, as a group. You know what I'm saying? We have to all work together like when when coaches, when the two coaches that need to go, you know, that are crazy dudes that, that don't belong running a business. Right. You know what I'm saying? That are that that didn't make this place popular because they're good at running a business. Right. We made this place popular because we're good at going and choking people and entertaining people. You know what I'm saying, right? So it's like if you try to steal that from it's us, like you know who you are when you came to train with us, or you know who we were when we came to train with us. Don't right. don't try to make us change up now, right? And the students that that actually like respect that and don't get all butt hurt about it and leave, they benefit a lot, dude. For sure, they benefit For a lot sure. because some we, different
0: skills are being taught as well.
1: Yeah, and it's yeah, exactly, dude. And they're learning how to become leaders in themselves, right? You know exactly. What I'm they're not just yes. waiting around. Oh, coach is not here. Oh, what are we gonna do? It's like, dude, take charge. Somebody pick up the helm. Somebody grab the, you know, lead the front line. Run the run the warm up. Teach one of the lessons that coach has been teaching for the last fucking six weeks. Mm-hmm. He repeated this one lesson fifteen times. Let's maybe we should drill that shit for half an hour. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Right. It's like it doesn't take like a rocket scientist to set up uh, a, a session. Like, okay, two guys over there, two guys over there, fifteen seconds each, whatever, however you want to frame that out. But um, I've noticed my gym does well with with that. With with Bill and I being gone going on tour, and our gym still functions really well. And right now you're in, well right now we're in San Antonio, but you were in Austin, you have a seminar coming up, Yeah, uh, is it at Paragon? Yeah, one of Frangia's schools in um, Texas is there in Austin, Paragon, and uh, a guy named Robert, and he's going to be hosting me this Saturday at noon. Robert is awesome. I've trained up there a
0: few times, and he's yes. uh, always a, a great host. And that's a it's a nice little nice little gym. Good student base. Really a yeah. uh, really big open area. I really enjoy that uh, that academy. And uh, if somebody is in the area, it's um, at Paragon in Austin. What time will it be?
1: That's at noon. At noon. Yes. Uh, how long you've been in the area so far? I've, my my younger brother lives in Austin, so I've been staying for with him the last week and nice oh, okay.
0: yeah. oh how's that uh the water battle this like this this water issue that's going yeah. on in austin yeah that's
1: cool It's cool, it, it'll, be, <laughs> it's cool. It, it, it'll be cool it would be cool to like get back home and take showers it was nice to have a shower here thank you for yeah, that yeah yeah oh, i appreciate but it. but you have to boil your water your showers are limited to you know an hour and a half i mean uh, a minute and a half hour and a half <laughs> jesus <laughs> christ jeff back home i love taking long warm showers man this was shitty for me but um other than that I, I, I enjoy being in Texas, man. I yeah, coming. yeah. Last
0: night you last night you went out?
1: Oh yes. Strip club. Strip club stories. It was great. <laughs> best time. Thinking that I'm gonna have two beers, I'm not gonna have a good time, two beers and I'm out. Right? Two beers and I'm out. And then it's like, Nope, that's not what happened. Those are great stories. I think I think it's not bad for men to have good strip club stories. <laughs>
0: have you uh I imagine with every place you've been, has there been a place where that's the one
1: you? Yeah, that's the that's the area. That's the spot. Um, I've de- the strip clubs in Texas mm, are definitely my favorite. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Let's see. Um, I didn't like the one in Portland. The ones in Portland, there's I guess Portland is the strip club capital of America. Oh, really? Yeah. Did not. Know uh, that. The one I went to was pretty mm, eclectic. <laughs> Um, what's the word abstract? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it wasn't really my style. Um, the ones here in Texas, they just, I don't know. they have fun. Well, I'm sure any yeah. Texans listening will be, will be very appreciative at least on that. Uh, Where's your favorite strip clubs? The ones in Hawaii are cool.
0: Um, Hawaii is cool. I think it's more, I think the bigger kick was like we don't even my gym, we would get together. We'd have a strip club night. Um, and it would just be funny to watch the reaction yeah, you, you, of some of them. You don't go bug
1: yourself? N-
0: uh, no, no, man. We take a group and it's fun to watch. And- yeah,
1: me too. <laughs> 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 yeah, the group. Yeah, <laughs> and that's what's happening.
0: But that would be the most... We might do it like once a year, but it would be pretty funny just to see the guys who are a little bit more shy finally, uh, you oh. know, they're forced out of their show oh, a little man, bit and it, would be, it just made the best stories. <laughs> um, now, before we wrap it up, um, you have you have some O's jokes.
1: What's that? Uh, oh, the O's jokes. Okay, yes. Let's see. So there is. Um, let's have a let's have an O's joke uh, shootout.
0: Oh, that's, that's gonna be hard because you've already came, you not prepared. You knew some already. I
1: didn't. I didn't write them down. I didn't write them down. But yeah. I have them. I have about. Do you, you start? You start. I'll try okay. to battle. Okay. Um, honey bunches of O's <laughs> is my favorite breakfast cereal.
0: Hmm. <clears throat> now you've already now I'm just can't think of nothing but Honey Bunches of Oats.
1: You know, like the other one I got is like, um, what's that? What's that new Footlocker guy? What's his name? Craig? Craig Jones? He came up all fast. Oh yeah. Do you know where he's from? Australia, mate. I hope you don't. I hope you stick to jiu-jitsu
0: because the, these these are you're, you're gonna have to.
1: Australia. <laughs> Os, Australia. Um, what about um, that was that was awesome. That's a good that one. That was awesome. What about you?
0: I mean, I'm lost. I just, like, have you, like, I, I don't know. Have you ever, I don't know if I could be, I could be totally off. From what I understand, like, do you ever know, like, where the us came from and whatnot, as far as in, like, within Japan, like... Um... I, I just know, know the more important the person, the longer the us, and the deeper the bow.
1: Mm, oh, and,
0: yeah, sad. and it was, like, you know, like, it, some people got little short baby uses, and then some people got real long, like, snake uses, mm. and... Uh, you know, and deep bows. it was just you know, depending on who the person was or what their their social status was but uh it is pretty funny
1: i, I, I I'm guilty of using
0: us all the time though yeah I can't are you are you, are you an now?
1: Um, yeah, I like to do it to people who aren't interested to though.
0: I do it to everyone, and I feel like they're like, what are you talking about? Like,
1: I only do it to people who don't know what it means. (laughs) And I just like to see if they, like, pretend, like, they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, oh. mm -hmm." Mm -hmm. And just seeing if they'll do that, or, or, like, if they stop and be like, yo, what the fuck was that?
0: I just usually get some puzzled looks. Nobody ever says anything, but I just get
1: some puzzled looks. Yeah, no one ever really asks. I get the same thing.
0: (laughs) Well, I want to thank you for taking the time uh, to come and be on uh, my podcast. As my my first guest, my... uh, Uh, And and being such a a longtime friend, I really appreciate, you know, sharing your stories with us, especially, uh, you know, the personal side and uh, getting away from the traditional, you know, I guess the same jujitsu stuff that just
1: keeps brought up and over and over and over. Although we we did talk about a lot of the same jujitsu stuff that gets brought up over and over again. It's
0: exactly. But at least, you know, it's not the whole podcast. We got we mixed it up. But thank you again.
1: If the camera was on, you could see that we both have our shirts off and we have cool tattoos. I noticed that. I was going to say, like, if
0: anybody walked in, they'd be a little bit confused right off the bat.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I mean, we're not rolling, so that would make it worse. At least we're not rolling.
0: Yeah, at least not. There's no sweatiness going on. I
1: think uh, next time we should wear geese. Do this this in geese?
0: Yeah. Okay, that's it. Well, uh, we'll just put, like, little lapel microphones. We'll just have a little little lazy match.
1: But, yeah, uh, thank you, Mike, for having me. Anytime I'm in Texas or wherever Mike's at... If I go wherever Mike's at, I try to contact him because, you know, you're you're nothing without your training partners and your opponents. So Mike's one of my greatest opponents and training partners and inspiration sources. So anything Michael Fowler supports, Jeff Glover is down with it. And as far as that too,
0: because I want to make a point of that, like I, I would say that Jeff is one of the few people I've had this long of a relationship that had such a, like a faraway start, like as far as we were on, you know, opposite sides of the country and you know one match forever kind of you know kept us in contact in essence and like anytime like when he's gone to Hawaii he could be you know if I'm there or if it's a drive like you know an hour or so to go check if he's if he's nearby like I really feel like there's especially for your friends you have no excuse not to take the time to go and see them because like I don't know the next time I get to see Jeffrey and uh just to remind you know keep that keep that in mind with the people that you know if you've had someone in your life that long and uh you know don't don't Right off moments you can take to, you know, support them or, th- you know, like, and you know, luckily with Jeff, we we're in the same occupation and it's, it's wonderful. We can both share jujitsu, but, uh, you know, you don't get many people like that in your life. So make sure you take care of them and let them know how much, uh, you know, you mean to them and whatnot. So thank you again, Jeff. I mean, it's a lot for you to be here and thank you for tuning in to the Fowler Effect. Uh, stay tuned next week for the next episode.
1: Mike touched me. <laughs>